my friends, it's Andy and Hedia coming to you live from your Belinda, California for the Living Fearless Devotional. A production of resurrectministry.com. It's our um sharing the show. Oh, we are on was, a roll, Snugs. And I just lost the words of sharing the gospel to every corner of the earth um, using the power of the internet. It is to deepen your walk with Christ, whether you are a new believer or a longtime saint. I hope you find resources that will bless you and that um, will bring comfort to your heart. There are Bible resources, pastors, worship bands, um, all of our past content, uh, both this broadcast and Andy's Fearless Man podcast. And also uh, articles I've written for the Christian Post. We love to hear from you. So drop us a line in the comment section. We read them all personally. If you care to donate, there's a donate now button as well. And please, with this broadcast, like, share, subscribe. However, you're watching it on whatever platform that is um, of great benefit to us. So we'd appreciate it if you could do that. Yes. That was, that was awesome. I, I saved. I tried to save. <laughs> I try to save. <laughs> he did. He did a good job. Who's joining us already? We have Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Nice to see you. And Darcy. Darcy. Hi, Darcy. And hi, Carrie. On time today. Yes. Yesterday she was a little late. Was she? Yeah. Oh, that's because we started early. We threw her off. Wow. And Kate. We're looking fresh. Wow. wow. Look at and this. it's been a long day, Kate. Yeah. Look at so Jen. Uh, Jen French. Oh, Jan, howdy. Look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Yeah, we're back on Facebook. And Iris. Hi, Iris. She's joined. Did I tell you, Iris joined me on um, yes, Likewise. That's so exciting. I know it. Those of you that want to join Lisa and Iris and Dean and a whole bunch of other people that have already joined me to be a founder in Likewise, just go down into the description and click the link, put your email address in, and then fill out the form and you'll begin um, joining us. You'll have... And you'll be able to start being with us. No, and you will be with us. <laughs> you can do it. As a founder with LifeWise. And um, and then it, it'll all make sense later on. Wow, that was really crazy. I almost had a stroke just now. Oh, no. Yes. Let's get to it. I did. Thank God I know Jesus. Yes. Amen. <laughs> all right, let's get that to. That was a great story they told today, too. We'll tell that later. Oh. About that great saint that was passing away. Yes. That would be good. All right. We're reading from Morning by Morning by Charles Spurgeon for April 22nd. Uh, the reference is Acts 5.31 that says, God exalted him. God exalted him. Jesus Christ. What's exalted mean? To lift up. Oh, very good, Schnooks. That was a test. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me get rid of uh, Iris's little comment there. Not that we don't want Iris being up the whole time, but. Could be a distraction for those that are watching. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, Charles Spurgeon says, in regard to God exalted him, Jesus, our Lord, once crucified, dead, and buried, now sits on the throne of glory. Throne of glory. Exalted. The most, <laughs> most exalted place. The most exalted place heaven could grant is his by undisputed right. Yes. Yet how wonderful to remember that Christ's exaltation in heaven is one that is representative of each believer's exaltation as well. Jesus is exalted to the Father's right hand. And although as Jehovah God, he has glorious attributes we as finite creatures cannot share, as our mediator, the various honors <clears throat> that clothe him in heaven are also the inheritance of each and every saint. What a delight to reflect on the in intimate oneness of Christ with his people. We are truly one with him and other members of his body. Therefore, his exaltation is our exaltation, just as he has overcome all things and is seated with his father on his throne. We will sit and reign with him. He has a crown, so he gives us crowns as well. He has a throne, but is not content having it solely to himself. For his queen, arrayed ah. in the gold of Ophir, must be seated at his right hand. He cannot be glorified without his bride. Dear believer, look up to Jesus now. <laughs> Allow your eyes of faith to behold him with many crowns on his head. And remember that someday you shall be like him when you shall see him as he is. Amen. No one will not. No, no. You will not be as great as Christ or be divine. But to a certain degree, you will share the same honors. Enjoy the same happiness 
and possess the same dignity he possesses. Until then, be content to live unknown, to walk the weary way through the fields of poverty or up the hills of affliction. For in just a little while, we will be priests of God and of Christ and will reign with him. What a wonderful thought for the children of God. We have Christ as our glorious representative in heaven's courts even now. But soon he will come and receive us to himself, to be with him, to be with him there. Not only to behold his glory, but also to share his joy. How fun Amen. will that be? Right? So have fun when you're in your poverty. Well, he's basically <laughs> saying, keep your eyes on heaven. We're heaven bound. Uh, We're citizens of heaven. This affliction, this misery, this um, just darkness of the world will one day be gone. Mm. And we will be in glory, seated next to him as his bride. It goes back to my point earlier I thought about is that where he said that God cannot, that Jesus can't be exalted without his bride sitting next to him. Is that he is, he's not content to be there by himself for his queen, us, the church, arrayed in gold, must be seated at his right hand. He cannot be glorified without his bride. Going back to what I said last night is that the God having the predestination, the foreknowledge to choose people to have the elect to be become the church is his ultimate gift um, to his son. Mm. And part of his glory will be to have them with him because he didn't lose a single one. No one was able to snatch them out of his hand who the father gave him. He kept, you know, and that's part of God's love story. Mm. And um, what an honor, what an, what an honor that we will participate in that one day. And this concept of whether we get close, but not close enough that we don't become divine. There's actually this concept of theosis where there is um, a certain degree of divinity that's imparted to humanity. I'm not going to pretend to understand it because I haven't studied it enough, but it's a very interesting concept that we are looking at him as if in a mirror, the scripture says, but when we see him in eternity, it'll be as if face to face. So we will have such likeness to him that we will have divine like attributes. And some people say they, we become very close to divine. That's what the concept of theosis is. Um, again, I don't know it well enough to, to explain it fully, but uh, that likeness is nothing like our likeness now. Like we try to be Christ-like now, but when we get there, we are perfect reflections of him. So like, what would that be like? What would that look like? I can't even imagine. Right? Because we still are ourselves. We still are our own people, mm -hmm. but we're dressed in his glory to the extent where we, um, we mirror him. And you won't have your back pain? I will not have my back pain. And I won't have indigestion. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I, I love you. Yes. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> You'll be able to eat solid foods. With yes. Uh, yes. Yes. I won't have this you. cough in, 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 in my chest. Yeah. I'll be able to complete sentences without. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Just every so often the words just disappear, Schnooks. What do you mean? What words disappeared? Earlier when I was trying to just come up with something new and I, oh, I shouldn't have tried okay. something new. I should have went with <laughs> the old. Um, you know what it a little bit reminds me of? The aspect of Jesus needs his bride. Yeah. Because that's the, it's why he went through what he went through. Right. right? right? He went through if the he resurrection. There, nobody's there. It'd be like, yeah. wow, what a waste that <laughs> yes. was. But it reminds God me. has to have a redeemed. <clears throat> He yes. has to because otherwise the sacrifice was meaningless. It reminds me that if why me? Once you are so once Jesus Christ becomes Lord, which was you know from the beginning, but once it is similar to once we become uh, a parent, once we are we get we we have this child and we are the parent of that child, and. Some people can, you know, as the kid goes up, grows up, they they can grow apart. Um, as um, maybe as they grow up, they as kids, they had a wonderful life, and then suddenly 
one of the children now become adults and leave. And I know that all of all of all of humanity, all of parents don't have a, a this relationship that's that's beautiful. Right. But some do. Yes. But it's it's as if there's a moment in time when it all that goes away and then you get reconnected with your child and they come back home. And all is forgiven. Like all, the story of the prodigal. Right. And it, it, that's the only thing I can feel that would be similar for us to experience that. So my daughter, Courtney, when she was, uh, when she turned 18, there was a period of time that I needed to be a parent and I needed to push her out of the nest and then kick her out of the nest. <laughs> <laughs> and it was hard and it was difficult, but it was necessary. I had tried other things and all this other kind of stuff. And, it, you know, and, and it was just one of those things that I had to do. And Thank God it, it worked out the way that it was supposed to. It was when she came back after getting jobs and, and growing up and becoming an adult because she was re resistant to becoming an adult. It was that time that she came back and moved back near me, not back into the house, but near me. And she, our relationship grew and it was wonderful. Oh, and we loved each other. Beautiful. And it was like, it was, there was that period of time between, you know, Kind of pushing her out of the nest. I want to say out of the nest. I didn't like kick like her. God, like God does with Adam and Eve. Yes, that I was just praying that she would come back in a in a in a in a way that was better than when she left, and then we would be reunited. Reunited, and there was no better feeling than that. So I, I feel that it's somewhat like that. That I I, I need that. my daughter. I need my children because I've been named parent. I'm parent dad. And for it to not come back would have been wrong. Right. And so that's kind of where I feel that that's kind of like with us, we were, we're horrible, sinful people. Jesus has said, God Oh, you guys, us. you guys stink. He created us yeah. in his image. So yeah. he wants us back. And then Eve, it's all Eve's fault. And then it all went over. It's not Eve's fault. Yeah, it's all <laughs> It's not Eve's fault. Adam was just a knucklehead. You could have easily been like, honey, honey, take it easy with the fruit. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. A moment on the lips, forever on the hips. It's not worth it. Just don't do it. But no, he was like, oh, you want to it? Let's eat it. Yeah, sounds like a good idea. He was the man of the household. Anyways. And in the end, we will all, because now we've we've gone back to God, we've read the, the scriptures, we know God's word. And we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, and we will be welcomed back. Amen. It'll be amazing. And why us? Because all Cause sin, all, all, no, but why did we get to go back? Because we are amazing. <laughs> I, I, know you, I know that's easy for you to accept. For me, it's a little harder. I just, just the, just, it just makes me cry every time I think about it. Like, why did he choose me? Mm. Um, there's just no, and, and the way scholars describe it, there's nothing. We did to say that we earned it more than anybody else did. We just happened to be blessed with that amazing gift yeah. of faith. Yeah. All joking aside, I know I don't deserve it, <laughs> but, but I'm so happy that he um, showed me the way. He, he was so patient with me. Amen. For me, it was 57 years. <laughs> For him, it was like a... Uh, snap uh, it goes oh, by yeah, so you think so yeah. <laughs> you think it wasn't agonizing him to watch you bang no. your head against no the wall? he just probably laughed he oh, goes there he goes again off the rails uh, oh, oh there he goes again <laughs> <laughs> and maybe he got comical after a while i did i think he thought, saw humor in it. i believe god has an amazing sense of humor i, I truly believe i know you think that <laughs> i don't know jury's still out for me <laughs> He does love joy. He definitely <laughs> loves joy. Oh. Um, Carrie says, could it be he knew we would l love back? Mm. Well, see, that's um, that's <laughs> that's the thing. That's the thing. Uh, that's the mystery of foreknowledge. Uh, there are so many different opinions and there's scholars on, on, on one side that say, absolutely not. Man is wretched. He could never have made that choice. Uh, and others who say, no, it is the foreknowledge of God is that he knew that some would would accept, would love him back. Um, but but why? Why were we chosen to be ones with 
hearts that would love back. It's such it's such a miraculous thing when you think about it. It should make us even that more that much more grateful. Um and humbled, uh, Lisa says, I'm with Hedia, why me? I'm humbled and beyond words. Um, yeah, it's just, it's amazing. Well, you just have to always remember that agape love is way beyond what it, it is that we can even imagine. Yeah. It, it has to be. Absolutely. Because we're not that forgiving. No. <laughs> <laughs> and Kate says, and I will sleep the sleep of his beloved. Yes. That's beautiful. Awesome. Jesus' saints are part of his council. Yes, part of his heavenly council. God get, has to complete um, the the heavenly hosts, and we are members of that. And we had strayed for so long, and and then yet we are clothed in fine linen and rule and reign with Christ to become um, children of God. It's just extraordinary. It's an extraordinary gift. Yes. Is agape love? Is that redundant? Or is it just agape? No, because there's different kinds of love. Agape oh. love is the, the love of the Father. Oh. That is not a human kind of love. But agape doesn't mean love. It is a kind of love. It's a descriptor. Mm. So people say agape love so that it's clear that they're talking about fatherly, heavenly love, not earthly love. All right. I just want to be correct. Yeah. Because there's a church down the street called Agape. Yeah, by itself, it does mean love, but people use the qualifier of Agape love mm -hmm. so that they understand they're talking about not a love that's just between human beings, but the love that uh, emanates from the Father. Somewhat redundant, but if you just use the word love, people don't know which one you're talking about. Right. It's good. Lisa says, does anybody but me ever think about the millennial kingdom when we rule and reign with Jesus? My mind goes there often lately. Yeah, it is uh, also a controversial subject. There are amillennialists who believe that there is no millennium. I, you know, I'm, I'm as students of Pastor Jack um, Hibbs, who is um, a believer in terms of his eschatology about the millennial kingdom. It just sounds amazing that we come back and we rule and reign and that that's before the new heaven and the new Jerusalem descend. It's it seems like a glorious time, but it's a very interesting time because there are people who are born during the millennial kingdom. It's a thousand years who are not believers. They do have to come and pay uh, worship at the temple, but they are not um, necessarily believers. That's why um, Satan comes back out and the final destruction is. Um, done at, at the end of the millennial kingdom, but just the thought that Christ will be present um, and then people will still not believe. I guess it happened in the first coming, so um, it happens in the second coming, but it's a it's a very mysterious concept. Remind me when when we go up before all the, again, the seven... Again, not everybody believes that, yeah. but the rapture. Do we see him before we go up or do we just suddenly go up? Well, he comes down with a shout and the angels. So, yes. So we get to see that? We see it. Oh, we see so that. Good. But not everybody sees it, apparently. Oh. That's why they don't know why we were gone. That's the concept of the rapture, the, the, rapture, the, the rapture. Some people believe that's actually simultaneous with the second coming. Mm. So it's actually the event that happens at the same time as the second coming. But people who believe in the rapture, pre-trib rapture, is that it happens as a separate event. Hmm. Do we have time to grab like certain things we want to take with us, or do we not? To get what to would you possibly want to take with you? Your favorite shoes? Pictures of my police dog. <laughs> my book, a couple of the books that I wrote. Really? Yeah, because I just want to. I want to show Jesus my book, Walking with God and the Dog. You would want to. There's nothing you would grab. Nothing. Really? <laughs> I'd like to grab you if I could, just in case you weren't coming. Really? But yeah. uh, yes. Uh... <laughs> but I don't think we can. <laughs> of course, we'd like to grab the kids. Yeah, would you guys grab anything? Could you, uh, am I the only one? That's <laughs> what you can grab. <laughs> am I, really? I would say, wait, I'd see him coming well, out of the sky. I had, and go, okay. Uh, I was in the Getty fire. Okay. Yeah. So I had a marshal at the, you know, the sheriff at the door mm -hmm. screaming. We had three minutes to get out of the house. And so... <laughs> My daughter grabs a cat uh -huh. and I grab my purses. 
purses, plural. Yes, because I couldn't. Of course, because I'm very not your shoes because your shoes. I I couldn't grab all the shoes, <laughs> so I grabbed what was in the safe, and then I grabbed my purses. And my daughter's like, "Why are you grabbing the purses?" And I'm like, "Because I can't replace these; they're too expensive." <laughs> So the thought of what would you grab? Yeah, is actually quite amusing. <laughs> yes, I I get it. All right, that was good. First thing I thought of, like, do I have time to grab a few things? No. Can I take my? Don't be Lot's wife. <laughs> what did Lot do? Remember Lot's wife. Hmm. She looked back. Oh, oh yes, I forgot about that. That's good. good. That's good, Gary. <laughs> Oh. Uh, and Lisa also nothing but the kids. Yeah. It's assuming we could grab something, but we won't. What about that one kid that you know that you that you're going? Kid, please. <laughs> I, I was always praying for them to accept you, but <clears throat> I know I know that that's a requirement, and they're go and go, just the one. Just because the just, one. Can I just bring out the of one? the five? Yeah. Can I just <laughs> pick one? Assuming that they weren't all coming. Kelly's coming for sure. Pick your favorite. Probably Ray. <laughs> Pick your favorite. But the last three. <laughs> it'd, be it'd be nice if we can grab them. That would be awesome. Oh, my gosh. Should we go to scripture? Yeah. I, I was waiting for people to tell me what they would grab. <laughs> Besides uh, their kid. Acts 531, mm -hmm. God exalted him to his own right hand as prince and savior, that he might bring Israel to repentance and forgive their sins. How he longs to save the people of Israel. Psalm 45, 9, king's daughters are among your honorable women. At your right hand stands the queen in gold from Ophir. So there's something significant about gold that's from Ophir. Didn't have a chance to find it in the commentary, but if anybody knows, uh, please put it in the comments, even if you're watching on the replay. And you're uh, sure that's not Ophir Winfrey? No. <laughs> See, you laughed this time. <laughs> because I can't believe you repeated it. First John 3, 2. Dear friends, now we are children of God, and what we will be as is not yet been made known. But we know when Christ appears, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. What does it mean to be mm -hmm. like him? How close in likeness will we be? We still remain in, in, our, in our individuality, so it's believed, but we're so like him in nearly every respect. Um, Spurgeon says here we will not have the divine attributes. Other people, I think, believe we would. Um, so what does that look like? You know, going back to our conversations this morning, as we were getting ready before we left this morning, um, we were talking about the things of God that we don't know. Yes. And we will never know. Yes. Uh, like, why were we chosen? <laughs> why were we chosen? Um, and then here it says again, the things of uh, that are unknown. Uh, what, um, what level of comfort do you have with that? Do you want to always strive to try to know the things that are unknown or that we don't know? Or do you have a, a, a comfort level with? There's two, there's two, two aspects of that. I believe that we should always strive in knowledge to better understand God's word, to have eyes to see and ears to hear. But the unknown of the elect and the predestination brings me comfort in the sense that you relinquish control. That's there's a surrender in that. There is a, peace in the surrender because if you think that people's salvation even people that you love is in your hands that is a tremendous burden mm -hmm. it's a tremendous burden and for any parent that you know parents are prodigal that the pain of that is um excruciating unless you are able to give that to god and say, you know, I accept you as Lord. I accept you as Lord and Savior, not just for me, but for the world. I believe in your intimate foreknowledge, in your choosing, you choose righteously. There is, there is divine justice in everything that you do. Hmm. Um, we don't ever give up hope, um, but there's, there's a peace in that surrender. Does that make sense? Yep. There was um, a time where... I, I thought I knew what faith was before mm -hmm. that I realize now that faith, of course, all of you guys know this. I'm just saying that I had to realize it, that faith 
is being comfortable what it is that we will never know. Sure. Or it, we won't know until we're with them. Right. Because I fought that. That was my biggest hurdle. Oh, that you wanted to know everything to know, with your brain. Yeah. Mm. Like, why does this happen? Yeah. No. Why does he do that? Why? I want to know the Yeah, why. you're absolutely true. It's the faith it lets you let go of those things. Mm. Yeah, that was hard. But uh, I feel totally comfortable with, comfortable with it. I still want to know. So I try. But the fact that I don't know doesn't stop me from loving him. And even, yeah, right. And even things that you will not know about your own life, mm. about the people you love, you're comfortable with not knowing that. Yes. <laughs> I'm comfortable with it, but I don't like it. Uh, uh, yeah. Can I can I be can I be yes. totally honest? Yeah. I, I I don't like it, and it's not God's fault. No. Um, but I I just I we will always continue to if if we if we were comfortable with it, we wouldn't continue to try to help them see the light. Right. So I think that's it's. There you go. It's a nice compromise. Yeah. Revelation twenty six. Blessed and holy are those who share in the first resurrection. The second death has no power over them, but they will be priests of God and of Christ and will reign with him for a thousand years. There's the millennial kingdom reference. Second death has no power over them. That's, cool. That's the majesty of the cross. I don't know. We've got a whole bunch of screens open here. <laughs> Where'd everybody go? We can't see you guys. There you are. Uh, uh oh, what did I say? Oh, Andy. What did I say? Maybe Oprah. <laughs> oh, Fear Winfrey. Yeah. Uh, Carrie says. <laughs> she thought it was funny. Lisa did. See that? See? I am comfortable not knowing why, but I like to know how. Mm. There you go. Yeah. That's a good point, too. Um, Jim? Oh, yeah, let's see what Jim has to say. What does Jim have to say? <clears throat> Jim Ryman, uh, for those of you who don't know, is the um, the editor that's you know of this era. Uh, who... This version of the morning by morning right. devotional. So he provides a commentary after each one. So when times are tough, our greatest temptation is to give up. <laughs> that is appropriate. Uh, each of us, however, should have heaven in our eyes. I lift up my eyes to you, to you whose throne is in heaven. Psalm 123, one. Paul wrote of the entire creation being in the same condition we endure. All creation suffers as a result of the fall of mankind. Yet he wrote the following as an encouragement to us. I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. The creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the glorious freedom of the children of God. We know that the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. Mm. Not only so, but we ourselves groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies to receive that resurrected body. For in this hope we are saved, but hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what he, has, uh, what he already has? But if we hope for what we do not have, we wait for it patiently. And that's Romans 8, 18 and 21 through 25. Father, since we have Jesus in our hearts, may we keep heaven in our eyes and yet wait for him patiently. It has come, but not yet. <laughs> patiently, waiting patiently, I think if I'm reading this right, is that we just don't sit, you know, in a chair and wait for or we us. endure suffering patiently, yes. but it, it, we still have to be active. He calls us to be active in sharing Absolutely. his message and, um, you know, sharing the truth about Jesus Christ standing for biblical values. Yes. So it's not waiting patiently and doing nothing. Well, he didn't say wait, pa uh, wait lazily <laughs> yeah. said be patient. Yes. And get busy. Busy about my father's business. <laughs> business. And Lisa wants to know what, um, what is the how that Carrie wants to know? Yeah, if you have any specificity you want to add to that, Carrie. So should we talk about our meeting today? Maybe we have some viewers on from today. Oh, that'd be great. 
Yeah, there were a lot of people on there for a little while. Yeah. And still are. Um, so, yeah. So you had a little talk that you gave today. Yes. At the Coma Conference that's been going on for many years, the people from the Jesus film have done such amazing work, such great missionary work to Muslims and other um, people all over the world promoting the film and bringing people to Christ. It's It was really an honor um, to be invited to speak today. Uh, but just the, it's humbling because those people had been working, you know, many of them speak the languages of Muslim countries, whether it's Arabic or Bahasa or Farsi or Dari uh, or Urdu. And um, they have a heart for bringing Muslims uh, to Christ and just it's humbling to be in a room with people with that much um, seasoned saints, basically, mm -hmm. with that much work in the kingdom um, under their belt. But it was it was great to share my experience. I think what's unique about mine is that um, I did come through the Internet. It was in dreams or visions. A lot of people have dreams and visions um, of Christ in the Muslim world. Mm -hmm. But um, so that was awesome to get to share that. But it was also really neat to listen to all the things that they're up to, their experiences that they've had um, sharing the gospel with Muslims and just their, their heart for, uh, for the lost. It was awesome. Yeah. It's really nice. um, just really quick. Iris is saying that we're having sound problems. Do you, you guys on YouTube having the same problem? Is it? Um... Oh, now she says it's good. Uh, just let us know because we like to know that way we can fix any problems that are. Uh, yeah. So there was like a weird echo. How did you feel? I mean, this organization has been around for a while yes. and uh, they knew a lot about the subject matter. Um, <clears throat> it'd be like me going and speaking in front of a bunch of trainers that have been around for a while. Um, how, how, how do you prepare for something like that where you know that the <laughs> people, <laughs> the people are going to, going to have a, a, you know, maybe a heads up, uh, not heads up, but, a, a, you know, they're, they're going to be already knowledgeable in the, in the subject matter that you're talking about. How do you prepare for that? So when I prayed about it, um, what the Lord told me is that your story, my story is unique. Um, and that what I, what I often try to, um, get across is that, uh, it's so important to share the gospel. It doesn't matter whether you see the fruit of that later on, or you never see the fruit of it in your lifetime, or you never follow up with that person, but just the words you speak, the power of the gospel faith comes from a hearing and hearing from the word of God. And if people don't know the word of God, especially Muslims who are not familiar with the resurrection and the power unto salvation and the story of the cross, just share your testimony. So I always like to get that point across, mm -hmm. Uh, but also what my what the Lord has put on my heart about ministry to Muslims. You know, I don't know if what he's put on my heart is unique, but some of the people came up after me and was like, I really love that you said that. Um, for example, one lady came up to me and said, because I, I had a moment where I was crying um, out of joy for my mentor, uh, that when she heard I was coming all the way to North Carolina to get baptized, she was like, what can I do? How can I walk alongside you? And she never left me from that moment that she called me, helped me plan my trip out there, showed up in North Carolina to be there because I had no one there with me, brought four friends. Um, so I had five beautiful, wonderful ladies I didn't even know show up to support me during the baptism and my whole two days that I spent in North Carolina. It was just, uh, I remember it like it was yesterday. It was really such a beautiful experience. Um, and so that inspired the woman how important it was for them to, to walk alongside people. She called it pre-salvation discipleship. And I was mm. like, I love that because that's what my friend um, has gone through also at Calvary Chapel where a woman walked alongside her for seven years before she came to faith. <laughs> wow. um, and it was, it was extremely difficult. She has a very religious family and it was very hard for her to change, but she never gave up. She just showed um, the love of Christ to her and eventually she came to church with her, you know, wow, so crazy. it is, it is just so important to show that. So I think there's just little unique things. I told them what happened at the Persian new year festival and um, how my calmness, my ability to ask for forgiveness repeatedly in the face of being attacked by some of the people um, was a great witness to others that were watching me do that. Mm -hmm. Who thought, you know, like, how did you not lose it when that guy was coming at you yeah. um, and didn't stop? 
you know, and it was, and I told him it's Jesus. I believe me, if it was another day in, in my life, if you would have seen me five years ago, he and I would have been like rolling on the grass together. Um, but it was just God, just, it was just the Holy spirit saying, apologize, just apologize, stay calm, apologize. Mm. And, um, it was easy. It was easy. And that's, right. That is only by the great restrainer. There's no other way that it could have been easy for me. I am, I, I, vicious, you know, it's, and I, he's remade me. He's remade me and given me his spirit to be able to manifest those attributes when they're necessary. Mm. So it's just, it's just sharing what I got. You know, I yep. can't be nervous about the fact that they all have more experience. I try to be humble. I tried to tell them, you know, you guys are all seasoned saints. It, it's humbling to be in front of you, but um, this is what I got. <laughs> yeah. A um, couple of things I, I want to talk about, but uh, I just want to say hi to Maria Stubbs. It's awesome to see her on here. Um, and it looks, I think it was a Facebook issue because nobody on YouTube seemed to have that problem. Oh, but Maria okay. Stubbs, we've been trying to get her to run for uh, school board. Oh, really? For her husband. <laughs> nice. But uh, PYLUSD? Yes. Oh, uh, awesome. Because we live in uh, the one area that, that we need. That we oh, need. <laughs> Maria. But so happy. We that got your wants. back. We got your six. Come yeah, on. They're so great. They're there at the school board meetings uh, with us every, every meeting. Uh, one or both of them are there all the time. So. Uh, they're awesome. They're awesome in the community too, with uh, mariachis and teaching kids how to uh, play music and that kind of stuff. So, oh, cool! Awesome stuff. So, just want to say hi to Maria. Nice. Um, and Carrie's asking, oh, talking about how the Holy Spirit works in us, how we go up, how we will wind up with jobs in the millennial kingdom. Yes, will we manage territory? Like, there's ranks, there's mm. there's um, responsibilities given to the saints, and um, we don't know what those responsibilities will be. Yeah. I just and, want to know what my crown looks like. <laughs> Crowns up. Hopefully yeah, that'll yeah, be I'll have, I'll, plural. I have so many. <laughs> it's going to be crazy. Lisa says, happy for you, Hedia. Thank you so much. <laughs> and Cindy says, say that again. It is called pre-salvation discipleship. So basically uh, coming alongside someone um, before they actually get saved and encouraging them. That's something the Lord has actually put on my heart not um, necessarily with people that haven't been saved, but that people that are far from the Lord and just doing what I can to walk alongside them and, and love on them. What can I do to help um, to encourage you? What can I you know, do to help you in your walk? What can I do? Can I cry with you? Can I pray with you? Um, it's just so important to, uh, in my instance, for sure, is to pay it forward. I've seen the beauty of kindness. And um, I, quite frankly, I miss it. I don't, I have not found except with these ladies um, that join us, you know, almost every time we're on the broadcast, I have not found people as similar to my original mentor. Um, and so I miss her. I miss her in my daily life. I mean, we still definitely stay in contact, but they're the, they're, I don't know, there's just a special bond with people that, um, that just have that gift of loving on other people. Yep. And hi, Cindy. We didn't get a chance to say hi to you earlier, but uh, yes. Hi, hi Cindy. And Lisa says, I love how Jesus and the Holy spirit is changing me. <laughs> yeah. Amen. <laughs> I look at it and I don't even recognize her sometimes. <laughs> uh, and Cindy loves that expression too. Yeah. Um, so back to what I was going to say about what you just had to say is the, the events that we've been able to speak at. So I spoke at an event the weekend before you speak at, have been speaking at a couple events lately that I think I've mentioned this before that anytime I've been asked to speak. So like at Caesar's palace, I spoke to nearly a thousand people on a stage and I had a dog that had to perform and do a bunch of stuff. And, and for me that it wasn't, I wasn't uncomfortable at all. I knew the dog was going to perform and I knew that I knew what I was talking about. And then you now come to this arena of speaking about Jesus Christ and God and Holy Spirit and resurrection, all this kind of stuff. And I'm surely not um, as educated in it as you are. That's why the show works because I'm the guy who asked the question, the dumb questions and you answer them. But, I but what I, what I love about God and that we even do a devotional called living fearless is that in my past, when I'm speaking about something that I don't feel that I'm, 
worthy of speaking of, of or that I have the knowledge, there would be some anxiousness. Right. It's been so, been so awesome because <laughs> I go up and I know that God has told me as I pray and as we talk about these things, he says, just, just talk, just talk yeah. and share. <laughs> yeah. And it's not going to be perfect, but that's the beauty in what it is that we have to share is that um, we just can share our story. We can share what Jesus means to us and going even, I would be nervous for you because I love you so much. And I'd be nervous for you, but I have, there is like not even, I, we just walk in and there's not a, an ounce of fear or concern or uneasiness. Yeah. Um, it's beautiful. But so I love that. I, I love that comfort level that God gives us to, uh, to speak. Now I say that when I saw pastor Jack Hibbs was speaking at um, uh, Liberty university yesterday. And I've had, I, I saw the, for the first time, I think ever, a little bit of a nervous Jack. If anybody, you, anybody of you, any of you, I don't know why I can't speak today. Any of you saw Pastor Jack speaking at Liberty University. If I'm wrong, just let me know. But I, I sensed a little bit of nervousness. And I think and probably because he, he threw away his speech too. Yeah, he threw away his speech and said, you know, I had prepared something, but I'm just going to speak now. But there was this little funny, and I, and I actually liked it. Because there is a, a Something a time, raw. <laughs> there is times where you can put, and I, we do it and we shouldn't do it, but we put them on a little bit of a pedestal, even though we've spent time with them, you know, out front or even in a, a podcast or something like that, that um, there's, it was a sense of, of humanness uh, uh, to him, but uh, it was kind of funny. I do. I did love what he talked about that kind of stuff, but I had this, uh, this weird, not weird, but it was weird to see him in a little bit of a, of a nervousness uh, in, in talking. Uh, That's there to, to a group of people. And I think it was because it was a younger audience. He's so used to the, the combination of the, you know, the people that have been around him forever um, and the mostly adult. Well, and you know that for me, teaching the class is I would get extreme. Wow. Nervous. Yes. Remember? That was so funny. I, 12 kids. And I was petrified every time I stood up there. In the class that we talked. Uh, taught at called uh, Liberty Ed. Yes, at our church, um, at Jack's the, the beginning of the school. Yeah, and I was so nervous because mm. I was because your fear is they're gonna fall asleep. I'm gonna bore them. <laughs> I'm gonna use language they don't understand. Uh, it's gonna be concepts that are over their head, mm. and and you just worry that you don't have the skill set to speak to that age bracket. And so I I total I totally get that. That's funny. I was, I was not nervous at all either because I'm at the same mental age as those children and they may be a little bit smarter than me um, or that I'm just using, used to talking to a lot of kids. You are. <laughs> no, that's true. And I'm not. And I yelled at them. Yeah. Yelled, and she yelled and screamed at them and told me to get on the ground and give me push-ups. Yeah. Just, it was a normal day for me. Yeah. See that? <laughs> so funny and oh, Carrie says I have a friend that she's doing the pre with oh I love that that is so sweet oh, that's awesome yeah that is absolutely beautiful wow um praise God Carrie praise God Carrie yes and Lisa says it was a blessing to hear a testimony at jog thank you oh, yeah that's very sweet just ordinary guys um and Carrie saying kids the message is so important is maybe why he's nervous there's that yeah. too yeah Not quite possible like uh, and I mean but if you compare that to his Easter message where he's like, Whoa. I have a captive audience. You guys are in those chairs for the next hour and I'm going to give it to you. You know, he's like, I know many of you never come to church or this is the first time you walked into church and here is the gospel. And he just knocked that, that thing so out of awesome. the park, you know? So I think it is the, the tenseness of not knowing your audience, the age bracket and wanting to impart something that's so important. Yeah. So I could totally see that. And Iris is so right. Yeah. God doesn't call the equipped. He equips the called. Amen. Mm. So true. Very cool. <laughs> um, yeah. I felt that everybody got your, got a lot out of your message today. You think? E even the seasoned. Yeah. Because yeah. they need reminders. Um, and just going back to the, the dog trainer analogy is that I, I would, even as I had 30 years of police dog training, under my belt, I would go listen to people that maybe had 10 years of dog training experience because there's always something you can take away that you maybe you just forgot about, right? Because you get so set in your ways of doing something. And then you've, there's certain things that maybe you've stopped using 
because you feel maybe it's below you or it, it's just somehow stopped being a part of your uh, thought process as you're speaking to people or training people or teaching people that somebody will remind you and go, oh, like, like the importance of understanding that you can't attack other people's religion if you expect them to, to listen to your message about your religion. And I'm sure people Seems go, elementary, oh, but you know what? I think I've been doing that lately. You know what I mean? There, there'll be something that you, it, it gets away from you and you need somebody to kind of uh, yeah. kick you in the butt. And I mean, I, what the perspective that I gave them also is that, you know, I took my professional skills to this endeavor. In other words, we surveyed the, the land. We, we did a program evaluation, basically mm -hmm. a, a very simple one of, you know, what is your desired outcomes? Have you reached those desired outcomes? And what is your theory of change? So this is what I did for the U.S. government at nauseum all over the world. Um, what are your, you know, what do you think is going to happen as a result of this program? What is your theory of change? What are you doing in the program to reach your desired outcomes? And I said, it seems in the scope of evangelism, of outreach to Muslims, we have everything from the timid light bearer to the aggressive salesman. And it's like, and it's, it seems often we don't have a lot in between. And the timid light bearer is like, I'm just showing my light. I'm just being salt and light on the earth and never mentioning Jesus and never mm -hmm. mentioning the gospel. And I asked them after 15 years, have you had anybody come to Christ? And they said, no, not a single one. And I was like, well, if I was your program evaluator, you would not get another penny from me. Mm -hmm. Honestly, because if, if, the, if what is your desired outcome, if it's just showing light, then your th what's your theory of change? Like, what, what did you seek to accomplish? If the outcome was, I just gave away five sandwiches, then that's a charitable program. That's not an evangelism program. Um, that was just, those are just some of my thoughts that I shared with them. And then the aggressive salesperson is that if you're just beating somebody over the head with the product that you're selling um, and you're so aggressive that you've turned the person off, what have you done to represent Jesus in that capacity? Like, why, why, why have you been um, Christ-like in that endeavor? Mm -hmm. um, and how have you been Christ-like in that endeavor? So I just think I gave them all, some things to think about for programs that they may have, you know, heard about and thought about for years. Yeah. This made me think about the, um, the borders are, the transportation secretary. Is they, uh, uh -oh. Why are we still paying them? <laughs> that's the way the federal government works <laughs> you go wait a minute you're in charge of what <laughs> and we're still paying you uh lisa says the joy that came through both of your testimonies made me cry oh my gosh oh, thank you thank lisa you. yeah it's only because i was crying like a big baby that's i'm so happy that you finally cried while talking to a bunch of people right because i cry all the time <laughs> and i go and they must ask all the time like wait is he the crier who's the, the woman of the relationship <laughs> why why every time he talks he gets all sobby oh, but that's um beautiful and then you just talk through all kinds of hard stuff and like like a rock <laughs> go, Wait a minute. you know it reminds me of just thinking uh, about that aspect where you started watching the show called ghosted and um <clears throat> the this man and woman meet and um they go they kind of like this connect and they decide to go out for coffee yeah. And he doesn't quite understand what she does. And I don't think she ever mentions it. She and, says she's an art curator. Oh, an art curator. <laughs> and it turns out she's a CIA spy of some sort. Yes. And uh, it, it's, it's, it reminded me of us. <laughs> I'm not, a, I wasn't a farmer, but I just, my son, yeah. my son, I remember the very first lunch we had because we met at church and then we left the church for lunch, you know, during a break. And uh, my, I remember my son going, So you're a spy? And you go, Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes oh cool <laughs> cool and uh so it was just kind of funny times. watching that show because uh the one thing she did talk about in, in it shows is that she was all over the world yes. and spent and she travels everywhere and this guy's like you know, never left never left, <laughs> never left his city <laughs> so funny but um uh, i i i sometimes i think a little bit watching that there was a, a moment where I don't want to say I got worried and I'm going to ask you in front of everybody. Oh Lord, <laughs> here we go. Drum roll, Cause please. I even thought about it while you're giving your talk about what it is that you did. You know, you talk about, you know, being in a tent with Gaddafi or in a trunk going across the Syrian border. 
and being shot in if in Afghanistan or whatever it was. Damascus. Damascus. Also Syria. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> and, <laughs> and you know, I've been shot at and I had to shoot at yes, people. So you, you know, did. Had, you know had, that. I had those moments. But but um it is funny the way life is, is that you you we both had these like shoot 'em up, bang, bang, car chases and a whole bunch of stuff. And then now here we are sitting in bleachers at a lacrosse or a cheerleading. <laughs> and then we're driving like Uber drivers, like maniacs. And the, I, I, we can't even tell you how much we drive taking kids from place to place. And so you're giving the lecture today and I'm watching this movie and there's this like, is she going to suddenly wake up one morning and go, you know what? That was so much fun. I, 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 this domestic life is, is not like that. Like, <laughs> Because I could start shooting at you as you go down the stairs. You know, where are you going? <laughs> yeah. Not really. I'm just joking. Uh, but um, do you ever, does that ever, like, I want to get back in the game? <laughs> okay, let me put it this way. Okay. There's a couple of issues. Mm -hmm. I think that's why, um, whether it's ministry or it's politics, why we both enjoy the fight mm -hmm. you know what i mean we're soldiers yeah we're soldiers and now we're soldiers of christ <laughs> right. um so that um that's very important but it's also it's it's the peace of god it's literally the contentment and the joy that he gives um that makes this life beautiful mm. And I told you, we've, you know, you asked me a similar question a week or so ago, and I was like, I wouldn't trade it for the world uh, because one of the benefits of getting married late and having that um, illustrious career for both of us is that you've done just about everything. Mm. You know what I mean? Like you're not looking for, oh, I wish I would have went X, Y, Z. You're like, I've been everywhere I wish I could have <laughs> gone. I've done just about everything I wish I could have done. Um, and now it's just about, our home ministry, our ministry to our children and um, to the kingdom. All glory to the king. Yeah, based on what you've said, you're doing the thing that you've wished for since you were a little girl. Right. The thing I never got to do. Yeah. Which is to be a family. And you saw in therapy with my daughter that that's what made her cry. Mm. I've wanted this my whole life. You wow. remember she was saying that? Yeah. How cool is that? Yeah. Nice. Beautiful. All thanks to you. Now, now I can sleep tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie has quoted us from Proverbs 24, 21 and 22. And the king, do not associate with those who are given to change for their calamity will rise suddenly. And who knows the ruin that comes from both of them? Hmm. Is that mean? Is that referring to people? Don't be with wishy-washy people. <laughs> Yeah. I think that's I what think it so. means, right? Yeah. Uh, and Cindy says, so nice to have a domestic life these days with the peace of God. It's so beautiful after the other life. <laughs> yes, see, Cindy knows that too. It, it's it's almost equally as exciting though. We're being attacked like crazy. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> true. Um, we got to have a little bit of that. Oh, like, I, uh, like Iris said, you two are, oh, sorry. Oh, you two are the perfect pair. You compliment each other and at times are hilarious. At Yay! times? <laughs> what do you mean at times? You know, Iris, it's the funniest thing that you could say that because Andy's always been funny. But um, when people describe me as kind or funny, uh. it just, it cracks me up. <laughs> I was never known as kind nor was I known as funny. <laughs> so I even now I struggle with humor sometimes because I'm like, what? I didn't get that. Um, I can be so just intense sometimes and my brain just can't wrap around humor. <laughs> it but, is funny because there's certain things I think that you are going to find just hysterical. And I go, I cannot wait. to. I'm waiting for the moment to say something. And I say it and I get nothing. <laughs> like Opier Winfrey, I thought was hysterical. And, oh, you look, no. and you looked at me like I had... I had passed gas. <laughs> I go now that I just came like that. I, I was thinking, wow, that was that was the best. Oh no! And it it, really I got wasn't. I got nothing. It what? Really, it really wasn't. It was. I know. No, oh, it really wasn't. So funny. So he says it's a cool adventure. This Jesus lifestyle. <laughs> exactly. You never know what any day will bring. Right. Whether it's difficulty or joy, you never know what the day will bring. <laughs> you know, and just 
I now also revel in the recovery. That's a really important aspect is that when I'm in the valley, I, that, that pain of Lord, I will yet praise you. Holy. You are a holy God. You are in control. You, and I'm, you know, just on my knees and just heartbroken and just waiting for that filling to happen, Mm. the rejuvenation to happen, the joy to come back. And when it comes back, it's like such a rush. And I'm like, oh God, it's back. You know, it's just, it's, it's its own roller coaster ride. It really is. You know, (laughs) I have to ask you something. Uh Oh, Lord, there's a lot of these tonight. Okay, you know, because it just hit me. So you're in this trunk of a car, Mm -hmm. and they're trying to you're trying to get back across the border while the civil war is breaking out. Yes, is out in full blown. And I've seen I've seen these cars in these country, and you're like seven foot tall. How tall are you? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, imagine you were like in a in a Kia or a, a a Toyota or a an Audi in the trunk. How big was this trunk that you were in? Well, I didn't have to be in the trunk for a long time. Oh. It was just to get to the border because the car was full. Was there a bunch of hijabs in the back in the, in the trunk? It was, it was, <laughs> oh, you mean covering me? Yeah. Like, no, what? it was just that we're too, we were too many people. Oh. So it was getting across. And then once I got across, remember I was able to flash some cash yeah. and some cleavage. <laughs> I was able to, to, Flash them. I mean, it was a sea of people, thousands and oh thousands gosh, and idiot. thousands of people. And mm. my femme Nikita instinct kicked in. And I was just like, I know exactly what I'm going to do right now. <laughs> <laughs> and it and it worked. It was like the Red Sea parting. Wow. You know, it was literally these guys going like this to me, <laughs> you know, and I was like, play the dumb American. <laughs> I just want to go home. I don't know why I'm here. I was here on some program. I want to go back home. And they're like, what is wrong with you? And you're like, you don't have a visa. I was like, no, I don't have a visa. Um, and it was amazing. It worked. They're just like, okay, we'll give you 24 hours. Get my visa. Get out of here. Go. <laughs> wow. It was awesome. Get you. I just imagine this dirty old trunk with a bunch of stuff in it yeah well, it wasn't so bad in a tire like flopping around <laughs> <laughs> oh andy you sound like my husband hilarious always right okay oh. that's so much better iris thank you and iris says i'm a lot like Hetty yet <laughs> you know some people are just funny and some people it's just more of a struggle and Lisa says, yes i identify with the recovery i'm in the middle of a recovery now from the mm. valley and relying on god to keep me calm amen May his peace that passes all understanding cover you, Lisa, and uh, continue to fill you with a fresh anointing from his spirit um, and lift you back up to the mountaintop. And she says, I couldn't put it in words in my journal, but thank you, Hedia. You are most welcome. All right. I think we did it. We're almost at an hour here, so I think we should land this plane. All right. Let's land it. Let's land it. How are you going to land it? Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) it's been a wonderful evening as always thank you for all your contributions please like share subscribe this video it is a truly a blessing for us and um thank you for being on this walk with us thank you for uh listening to us i saw this wonderful i don't know if you're on right now but thank you uh an instagram post from somebody we don't even know have never met who said yeah i go on these morning walks listening to the living fearless devotional and i was just oh my heart just sunk yeah. i was like oh. it wasn't really to us no she was just sharing was just she goes, hey i just want you guys to know that this is what i do and she shared that yeah. she listens to the living for this devotional i was like so blessed by that and mm. lisa does that for us all the time so thank you guys it's really such a blessing blessing to be um doing this walk you know online ministry is difficult because you don't get a lot of feedback so we're just really grateful um for whatever the lord um is using us for and if you're watching the replay, don't let that stop you from commenting because we still see it. Yes. So if you are watching, you know, later on tonight or tomorrow, um, just make sure and comment. If you're listening on the podcast, reach out it uh, through our uh, our website. Yes, that'd be awesome. All right, my friends, we love you guys. God bless. God bless. We'll see you later. Bye. Take care. Bye.